Mic check, one, two, three. Is this thing on? Oh, it's on. We're back, and it's time for something new for Think Tank of Three. Get ready. Our brand new chapter starts now. The climb to the top feels so good when you get there. Is it just us, or can it feel lonely sometimes, even when you're successful? And who defines success anyway? What about life's twists and turns? We've learned a few things along the way, and we're ditching the culture of competitiveness. Bringing together women from different backgrounds to share their stories. Let's do this together. Welcome to Think Tank of Three podcast. Welcome to our brand new season of Think Tank of Three with a brand new third. Woo! After months of searching and planning, we are so excited to do this. I'm Audrea Fink, here with Julie Holton, longtime Think Tank of Three host, introducing for the first time our third host. Drum roll, please. <laughs> what is happening? I'm Risha Candidate Capasuris, and I am thrilled to be adding a new dimension to Think Tank of Three. We believe in the power of three. Go all the way back to episode one with these wonderful ladies to find out why. So why the power of three? Why did we need a third? We needed a third because your brain actually loves threes. If you look at some of the data, and again, go back to our first podcast, we talk all about this, but if you look at the data, if you provide evidence and that evidence has one or two pieces, your brain thinks eh, it's not substantial enough. If you add four to five pieces of evidence, your brain thinks this is too much for me to handle. But with a totally but with three your brain's like okay that makes sense on top of that we looked at our think tank of three and we thought julie and i well we love each other and this podcast has been our baby for so long we were missing that third voice we were missing someone to give us a different perspective outside of ourselves we were missing something that gave us that extra piece of credibility and so we really wanted to add that, and that is our addition for Risha. We think you will love her as much as we do. Absolutely. We are so excited, Risha, to have you join <laughs> our trio. You know, this is something, too, that Audrey and I have talked about for a long time. We didn't want to add, like, we didn't take it lightly just mm-hmm. because we wanted a third person. We wanted to really take our time, and in the last six months, our third has been our audience, right? Like, you have been what have held us together and, and pushed through but we really wanted with this third person, someone that of course like compliments us as far as like we're all in alignment with our goals and what we want out of this podcast. But we also wanted someone that adds depth. You know, we're always mm-hmm. looking for, when we're looking for partners in life. We want a partner that yep. really pushes us to be better and challenges us and brings a new way of thinking into the mix as well. And so we looked at a variety of things, including diversity of background, diversity of of who we are and what we bring to Think Tank. Rishia, we are so excited to have you on board officially. (laughs) I'm excited to be here. This is really, this is really special for me. You know, like you guys have said, these conversations have been going on for a while. I was looking for a vehicle for myself to expand my mind, to move myself in a, in a, in a different direction. And, and especially with the change of my own life and career. And, and this kind of fell into my lap as that vehicle of this is, I was like, oh my goodness, this is what I'm looking for. <laughs> so it's very, very exciting. It's very exciting to, to be a part of this adventure with the two of you. First of all, just thank you both for, for having this platform in the first place, because I think it is a vital platform 
We need as much female encouragement for females yes. as possible. We need to be able to support one another and lift one another up and stop tearing one another down. And, and we can be very, listen, let's face it, women, we can, we can get catty like anybody. And, <laughs> we know, you know, we tear, we tear everybody we tear else. Off, I don't know. You know what? It's, you know, the claws come out and you think that that, because we have been taught that, yes. that, um, that fighter mentality is how you get ahead. And to a degree, there is something to be said about that, but there's another way to use that fight. There's another way to channel that fight. And that's so, through encouragement, as opposed to the constant battle to tear another person down. And you always work better together than apart. I just got goosebumps. I mean, we've already decided that you had to be our third, right? Like you were the perfect person. And that right there, like my whole skin is tingling. <laughs> I love it. I love that you're here. I love that you're ours. I love that we are all one now together. So let's go back the layers a little bit here because we know all about Risha. Well, I shouldn't say we know all about Risha. We know a lot about each other. You know, our careers, our lives, our passions for this podcast, they're all in alignment with the three of us but we also all bring something different to the mix. So today we're gonna to peel back the layers a little bit and we're gonna talk about who we are. For, for Audrey and I, it's a bit of a reset. You know, it's been a couple of years since we started the podcast and Baricia, this is all brand new. So I wanna start with you, RC. Tell us about your career story, like in a nutshell, where you come from, where you're going, who are you as the career woman? <laughs> well starting from where I was. So I come from a broadcasting background. I was a sports broadcaster for gosh, like 17 or so years. Started in my hometown of Fresno, California. What's up? <laughs> uh, that took me to San Diego, then eventually to New York and to my ultimate dream job when I wrote down my career goals way, way back in the beginning, ESPN. And then after getting to ESPN, where you're, you're at the epitome, you are, you're at the Taj Mahal of sports, things kind of changed for me a little bit. The love of sports wasn't as prolific within me anymore. And I, I could feel even there that there was something inside of me that I, that I wanted to explore. Still wanted to explore it in the broadcast field, but wasn't feeling that I was in the place to do it, or at least I didn't understand how to do it from that vantage point. Eventually, I was, I was there for four years, and then in my, my final year, they decided not to renew my contract. I was crushed, but I also felt like, well, you know what? I'll be fine. Maybe in about six months, I'll, I'll, you know, something else is going to fall into place, and, and this is that fresh start. And then that didn't happen. And that was really hard because I think for a very long time, I defined my self through my career, which people often do. You don't think about it. All of a sudden I'm being told in no uncertain terms, we don't want you. You're not good enough. You don't fit what we're looking for anymore. And I had, I had not experienced that. I basically spent a lot of time kind of floating, trying to figure out what's what. I did some on and off work and then my family life also came into play. I had my son at the time uh, and some things that, that uh, fell into play with regards to him. Some at more attention that was needed to give to him. He's ADHD and he tested onto the spectrum. And so all of that kind of came into play 
And I had to make some, some decisions in figuring out what I was going to do and who I was going to be. And I was literally figuring all of that out at the same time. And that's a lot to try to figure out that's a lot. at the same time. <laughs> oh, um, and building the airplane while it's flying. I right, mean, right. You're figuring it out while you're on the go and have all these things coming at you, which is so relatable. You know, we get told as, as little girls that you decide what your career is going mm-hmm. to be. Make it happen magically. But life is so different than that. And so many factors come into play. And we do dive into this all about Rishi's career and family in another episode. So look for that in our Think Tank of Three playlist because it's it's truly an incredible story and very motivating for women who are in that mid-transition stage for whatever reason. Mm. You know, you and you just you just keep going. You just keep going. You, you basically, I had a super supportive husband and which is very, was very important for me to, to not let me get too low and to recognize, listen, you need to do what you're doing. You know, and then I decided, okay, let's maybe, you know, once I tried to figure out what I wanted to do, my daughter came to be, <laughs> and then it's like, what's next? Now, what am I going to do? I need, it's really time for me to start coming into my own again and figuring out something for me. Yes. And then, you know, I decided I was looking into voiceover work and podcast kept coming into my head, especially from my husband, podcast, dear podcast. (laughs) (laughs) And here you are. And here I am, you wonderful ladies. And um, so it's been, it's been a phenomenal adventure and journey, a scary adventure and journey, but look at where it landed me to somewhere that I did not anticipate. And I'm really excited about where this will go. And I can so relate to you, Rishia, because when you're when you said, you know, your career for so long defined who you were, mm-hmm. I, I totally relate to that. I, you know, I spent 12 years working in TV news as an executive producer and producer. And, you know, I knew even back when I was in college studying um, broadcasting, I knew I was like one of those weird kids that like knew in fifth grade, I wanted to go into broadcasting. I wanted to go into TV news. I would make my own newscasts and they're still on video somewhere, hopefully Mm -hmm. buried. Um, And then in college, I realized very quickly that I was, I was kind of bossy, but in a good way. And so I learned how to become a producer. And so very quickly my, my career took off and, but I always knew that I didn't want to do it forever. I just didn't know what that next chapter was going to look like. And I probably stayed in news for several years longer than I would have because it was so tied to my identity. I did not know who I was without TV producer or executive producer as a title. You know, we define so much of who we are by those titles. And then thankfully we, we kind of grow up and we realize that those titles don't define us. Our, our work doesn't have to define who we are as humans. Mm-hmm. But, but so that's where I started my career. I spent 12 years working in TV news, wouldn't change anything about it. Absolutely loved it. The experiences have made me into the person I am today for sure. Left that career and started building a career in marketing. And after five years as a marketing director at a large uh, law firm in Michigan, I then branched out and started my own agency. So I now have my own marketing agency and my career. So my career has taken a totally different path than where I thought it was going to go. But I, I will say I'm very careful now about defining myself. Yes, I'm a business owner. That is a part of who I am. It is not all that I am. But and that's, that's a key. That's a daily, a daily thing. And Audrea, we met when I was working yep. at the law firm. So thank goodness I did. I know. I can't. I'm so glad that you did. I'm so glad we met. We met at uh, LMA, so the Legal Marketing Association's big annual conference. 
and um, I was working in legal as well as a, as a vendor for law firms. And it's funny because I still struggle with defining myself by career. I currently work at a very um, large regional law firm. I love it. The culture there is amazing. And I get to coach some of the brightest attorneys I've ever met on how to do business development. And I'm, I'm good at it. And, you know, Julie, when we started this podcast, what, three years ago, we talked about part of the reason we started it is because we felt like we had finally landed. This is what success looked like to us. And, yeah. and now three years later, like that's not what success looks like anymore, right? We've grown and shifted. But I still, when people say like, you know, who are you? I'm like, oh, well, I work at a law firm and I help, I, I coach, I do business development. And that's not who I am. That's what I do. And I'm passionate about it. And I love it. And I think that's part of why it becomes my story. But it's every job I've ever had has been who I was at the time. And I think it's really important that we start carving out part of who I am and part of why I think whatever my title at the time is, is important is because I am a professional woman. I'm a working woman. I am not the person who does not care about their career. I'm very driven. I'm very ambitious in that sense. But the career itself isn't the important part. The important part is that this is where my drive is. And so as we look at how do you define yourself or, or what, what your career path is, I don't have a path, which has been really hard. I don't, I've never yeah. felt like I could go A to Z. This is, you know, I'm going to be the next CEO of a whatever Fortune 500 company. Like, I don't know. If I ever became CEO of a Fortune 500 company, like that <laughs> company, but like, where am I going to go next? <laughs> right? I don't it's, know. It's a hard transition to make. It's, right. it's a hard transition to, because we've spent so much time throughout our lives talking about, you, you know, getting to that, that space, that, that mm-hmm. career, that yes. job, going after that job. You know, you got that, you with the education and you went, you got that yeah. job. You got that job. You well, landed one, it. You yeah. landed that job. Yeah. Well, now it's that promotion and you got that promotion. Yes. And now it's, and it's hard to get out of that mindset right. because those are tangible. When you, when those are, when you make mm-hmm. those accomplishments, let's face it, it feels good. Yes. It feels good to make those accomplishments. Yes. So then when you have the setbacks, you, you, you really do have to remember you get something out of the setbacks too. Right. Well, and, and I think what's so important is that you get something out of the whole journey. Those, yes. those accomplishments, they feel good because they should, right? You should right. feel good that you landed that job. You should feel good that you got that promotion, but you should also know that they are just steps along the way. They right. are part of the path. And the path itself, I think is what is so important. My current job, while I love it and I'm here and I'm here for it, and it makes me feel good most days. It also is just a piece. One day, this won't be what I do because I will either grow out of the role, I will transition to another job, I will transition to another company, whatever, right? This isn't permanent. And so getting attached to that idea of this is success is so problematic because success changes. Three years ago, Jules and I were like, we landed, girl, we are here. Now I'm like, that was... But now we're like... (laughs) Right. Some were totally different. Someone <laughs> you know, gave me such great perspective. And, and you know, looking at each day, if, if this was my last day, how would I feel about how I spent my day? Mm-hmm. Would I feel good that maybe I, I worked all day through the weekend? Or would I feel better if that time was spent like as a human mm-hmm. working in my garden, being together with family? Like how how is it that we're spending our time and how should we be defining right. ourselves? And that just changes perspective a bit. 
So true. When I think about like, who am I as a human, I think about where I come from. I had a career mom. She, that was like her thing. She was an executive at a large nonprofit, but she was there. She was, she was in it for the job. She was well-respected and well-liked, but she was, she was a working lady. And my dad has always been someone who had like this really strong worth ethic, but he left work at, at work. So eight to five, like 501, like work didn't exist anymore. It was family wow. that existed. Like yeah. Oh, I can't figure out how to find that, but I'm trying. <laughs> and, and so I grew up with this idea that I too could work and climb the ladder. I could also have family and have home. And so that idea of balance between the two, it didn't really exist in my world. You could just have both mm-hmm. and how that looked might be different. But, you know, I grew up with a really generous, loving family. We have our issues, you know, but, but nonetheless. Which family doesn't. Right. That's Let's get real. Part of the definition of family. <laughs> and so when I look at like who I am, I am a career woman, but I am also a wife. I am a friend. Oh my goodness. I am a friend above all else. I have these relationships that just like my poor husband can't compete with. Um, Amazing friend. I can attest to that. Thank you. (laughs) I'm also a dog mom. Yeah. I'm a gardener. I love my garden. I have squash that are to die for right now. I'm I'm a woman who chose to have a career and chose not to have children. And that looks a little different than, you know, maybe someone who chose the same path as me, but wants to have kids. I have 14 nephews and nieces of that. Six of them are girls, eight of them are boys. And I care about who they become. And that's, that's like the whole story of me, not just right. I work at a law firm. And exactly. I'm really good at my job. And in all honesty, with all those nieces and nephews, you have the best job with regards to being that, say, a surrogate parent. Yes. You can have all the fun and give them back. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and I do. Being an auntie is... Whew, it's amazing. It's the best. Yes. It is the best. And let's let it let it be said out loud as as the mom on this thing. Um, it is perfectly valid and fine to not be an actual mother to a child, be it through adoption, be it through natural, through what, however a person becomes a parent. You don't. If your choice is to take that time and put that into something else. That's awesome. That's Mm -hmm. a valid and awesome decision to make for oneself. There's a lot of, there's a stigma and it's interesting because it's a stigma on both sides. There's the stigma of, oh, you took time away from your career to be a parent or you walked away from your career to be a parent. I mean, why would you do that? Or aren't you going to take time away from your career to be a parent? You know, Mm -hmm. why don't you take time away from your career to be a parent? Or why don't you want to have kids? What's wrong with you? Can't you have kids? And it's like, you know what? Every human is different. They're mm-hmm. going to come into their own decisions in their own way. And it's fine. I'm a mom. Okay. <laughs> and, right. so, and it's so important. You are a mother and you are a wife and you are a woman in the working professional. And I'm a daughter. I'm a sister. Yes. I'm, I'm an aunt. I'm a cousin. I am a professional woman. Mm-hmm. Even if I took, even in when I have eventually took that time away, yes. it didn't take away my drive to succeed in my life story. However, that life story looked. The beauty is in making the choice that is right for you. Like, I, I love this mm-hmm. so much because you both have made those, those choices that make you who you are and you embrace them. And so often society, one way or the other, 
It's like, we can't make the right choice to make other people happy. Well, who cares? It's about making the right choice for ourselves, for our families, whether that be to have children or not have children. I mean, when I look at who I am as a human, Audrey, I love how you put that. You know, there's so much about my story that is unwritten yet. And I think that Mm -hmm. there's some beauty in that as well. I had declared this year, 2020, to be my year to find love. And the pandemic, the universe has spoken in a way that I was not (laughs) expecting because that part is not going so well. Talk about life's twists and turns. But that's unless you're finding love for yourself. yourself. Amen. And I will tell you love yourself. Love of cuddling my dogs. I am a dog mom too. And there have been, you know, one of my dogs is aging and I've been able to spend so much more quality time with her. And I probably, you know, I'm almost ashamed to say would have let some of that time go by and not even realize, and then it would have caught up to me. So yes, there's been so much beauty in these last few months of not following the path that I had wanted to take. But you know what? I know that it's coming and I know that this is part of the story that is still being written for me and there's beauty in that as well. So I am, I have learned at this point in my life and I wish I had learned this 20 years ago, but that's okay. I'm going to enjoy it now. I am learning to embrace what I have right now, who I am right now, no matter what I want to come next in my chapter. So right now I am a boss babe. And I am embracing that because even though we talked about how our careers don't define us, I have also learned that I really, really, really love what I do. And so if I want to spend an evening or a weekend working on work, I'm going to embrace that and I'm going to do that. So I am a boss babe. I am an auntie just like Audrea is. I love my nieces and nephew. They are incredible. Dog mom to two dogs. I am an oiler who loves natural health and wellness. It's just part of all part of what defines me as a person and not just as a business owner who is single. (laughs) And also not static. Three years ago, I wouldn't have called myself a gardener. Two years ago, I would have said, hey, I'm super into roller derby and I'm not super into roller derby at the moment. And even if I was, I couldn't do it (laughs) because pandemic. These defining stories of us are important. We need to be able to see them as fluid because life has changed. Absolutely. And we're allowed to change. A hundred percent. And loving what you do, that is a blessing in and of itself. Yep. Because there are many people out there who are doing what they do because they absolutely need to. And that's not to say that everyone needs to to make their living to get their bills paid. And we understand that. But when you're able to do what you do and have a passion for it, and you both, you can hear that passion for what you each do separately in your careers. When you are able to do that, you are able to give so much more to Mm -hmm. that and make it so much better and move up in that so much more because of that passion that you have for it. It's not just a nine to five or an eight to whatever, but I, I love doing this. This is a part of me. And that's a really wonderful thing. And I think part of me is still actually developing that aspect. I think I was trying to hit my markers so much that it wasn't really about, this is my passion. I enjoyed what I did. Don't get me wrong. I loved being a broadcaster. It was different. It was fun. I got to interview my favorite quarterback ever and Steve Young. I mean, come on. 
But I myself at three years old is <laughs> still developing the other aspects. And, and I, there's a lot more living through my kids too, to a degree. There's that seeing things through their eyes. So all of that comes into play. All of those things come into play as each woman individually develops into their own self. And I think that that's the beauty of being a woman. The beauty of being a person is, is how you change. If you stay constant in your thought and constant in what you do without ever making adjustments, you might be a pretty dull individual. And I love how Agreed. you said you're viewing yourself through your children. Well, you're viewing the world through your children's eyes, right. also yourself and how they see you and they see your accomplishments. I mean, I look at a lot of what we're doing with this podcast and I oftentimes as we're talking about things, I am viewing this through the eyes of my nieces. I have Azalea is four years old right, you know, right now and, and Ella is nine. And I think about this world that we are creating for them. And what are we teaching our girls, especially um, the boys too, but for our purposes, you know, we, we really focus on empowering women. And what are we teaching them? What are we showing them? And I'm pretty damn proud of what we are teaching them. You know, we, we know that we don't always get it right. We get, I get a lot of things wrong, but that's part of the process as well. And really showing our young girls that it's okay if you change careers a few times. And not only is it okay, but that is embraced. That is something that is incredible. Keep following your passions. And if your passions change, gosh, let your life change too. And it's okay if you don't want to be a mom young. It's okay right. if you don't want to be a mom ever. It's okay if you're in your whatever years and you're still hoping to someday become a mom. All of these things, it's just about embracing who we are and making sure that others around us see that as well. Agreed. Well said. The next question is that passion. When you guys invited me to join up with this podcast, it was one of the first times that I didn't even think twice. It was an immediate yes. And the reason it was an immediate yes was one, as I'd mentioned before, my husband had kept talking to me about podcast, podcast, podcast. It's like, you are walking around this house. You have so much to say all the time on everything. You really should start a podcast. Wait a minute. You? <laughs> like, <laughs> Who are you talking about? <laughs> Step off, man. You have opinions? <laughs> and so I kept, I remember I kept asking him or saying to him, yeah, but I just, I don't even know where to start with that. And somewhere along my journey, I, I really picked up a bad habit of finding all of the roadblocks. And he's never been that person. He's always the guy that says, there's always a way. There's always a way to get there. There's always a way to figure it out. But I always was like, dude, I'm wiped out. I'm dealing with the kids, the house. There's a reason it looks a hot mess. I had every roadblock you could think of. You know, I was like, okay, well now the kids, there's a little older. I mean, she's four, preschool, but I was like, I'm gaining some time back. Maybe that's what it was. I just needed some time to think for myself with them not both underneath me. And that actually did make a difference obviously before COVID. <laughs> I feel like COVID is the elephant in the room it really all is. of the time these days. Exactly. So I was able to readjust my, myself and then with speaking with you guys and the question was, listen, we, we love you. Thank you. We want you to join the podcast. And I immediately, I didn't even think twice. And then I told my husband, I said, I'm joining the Think Tank of Three. He was like, about time. I'm not even telling. <laughs> <laughs> So my passion for this podcast is that one, it takes something that was a thought 
and it's made it real. Mm. And in making it real, I want to do it good. That's one of the main things that's pushing me with regards to this podcast and the platform that it's presenting for all of us to make ourselves better, to make ourselves more. And here's the platform to do it. So it's utterly exciting for me. It's also super exciting for us. We love this platform. Like I said, Julie and I started this three years ago. We actually had an idea for it, what, four, maybe five years now? Five, yeah, five, five years. years ago, our little passion project, because we started blogging. We started blogging, and we were originally both at jobs where we just knew we weren't, we were done with them. We weren't growing anymore. We weren't happy in them, but we couldn't quite figure out what was next, and we couldn't figure out what to do. And so we both thought, well, if we start blogging, then at least our community of legal marketers will see us and maybe we can make a splash there, make an impact there and get a new job. <laughs> and then with no connection whatsoever to the blog, because we both got busy and stopped doing it, we both switched careers, uh, switched places we were at. And when we landed, we were like, ooh, we love this. But we weren't both in legal the same way and having something about legal just didn't, it wasn't what we weren't struggling with legal marketing. We weren't struggling with marketing, to be fair. We were really struggling with how do we give the things we've learned to somebody else? How do we say we got here through this super windy path that had no clear direction and definitely like where we started, we did not envision where we end. How do we take the things we've learned and hand it back? Because we didn't have mentors. We didn't have sponsors the way so many people in professional spaces do, specifically men. We didn't have that. And how do we become that beyond just the one or two women in our life where it makes sense for us to do that? So this platform, I think for me, was so powerful and I'm so passionate about it because I believe that if you don't have enough seats at the table, you bring more chairs you bring more women there, you bring more people of color, you bring more people with you know, diverse backgrounds, you bring more. You don't say there's only room for one and I'm gonna be that one. You don't say there's only room for one and I'm gonna help someone else take that one. You, you come to the table and you say, how many more chairs do we need? Let's bring those. Sometimes I feel like that's so idealistic, right? I love how you put it though. I really do. I love that. Bring more. It's not about the one chair. It's okay. I'm in the one chair. So can we please bring some more in? Right. I love that. Right. There's and no let's build a bigger table. Right. Let's put it out on a podcast where everyone in the world can join in and be a part of the conversation because we want to learn from you as well. So I think for me, this just became a way to give back and also a way to practice and work on the things that I know women struggle with. I know I struggle with, right? We've talked about imposter syndrome here. There's not a woman on this podcast that doesn't struggle with imposter syndrome. From the three hosts to every guest we've ever had, including <laughs> women who were experts on defeating imposter syndrome. <laughs> so I want it to be a discussion and a place for learning for other women and also for me. I want this to be a thing that I can look back on and say, in a community of amazing women, we built something. I was a part of something that hopefully made an impact for someone in a positive way, hopefully gave them encouragement or let them either bring another seat to the table or gave them the guts to go be the person at the table who then could bring chairs later. So awesome. And your passion shines through, Audrey. And I think sometimes that is what really keeps this podcast going because one of the things that has happened for us as hosts is that 
you know, we can, we know that we can lean on each other. And when uh, one has energy, the other might not. And so I'm really looking forward to, you know, continuing this dynamic. It's part of what makes this passion project so much fun for us. Uh-huh. And we have heard through the years from, whether it's from friends, from strangers who reach out to let us know when a podcast really makes a difference for them. I know personally, I will go back and re-listen to podcasts. There's one that is just on repeat for me and it's about setting boundaries. And there are times that it, there are podcasts that I laugh out loud all over again at just how silly we were. Um, Others that I just, I really, I I sometimes have to re-listen to the advice that our guests have given us because it has been so helpful. Sometimes I have to re-listen to the advice we gave ourselves. (laughs) Yes. Very true. Absolutely. I know sometimes I'm like, wow, that was really good what I just said. I wish I I need to listen to myself more often. (laughs) Because that, again, that relates to that thing I think that is innate in many women. We are so good sometimes at finding that those right words, the things to say Mm -hmm. to our fellow women in certain situations. But then we struggle with applying that to ourselves. I am training my daughter. I ask her daily, you are, and she finishes the sentence now. She says, I am smart. I am strong. I can do anything. And I make her say that every single day because, um, one, I need her to understand that, to believe it, to feel it, to know it. And on the other hand, because I think I lost that for Mm -hmm. a little bit in myself and Mm -hmm. that's not through it. Let me let it be known. I have a very strong mother who instilled in me and my father who instilled in me confidence and, mm-hmm. and the ability to go out and do. But because I was tied up with who I am is my career, I lost it and I lost it hard. And it really was hard to reestablish that self-confidence. And so I want her to have that now and just develop that so that the career just happens to be the side dish to her entree. I love it. that. Part of what makes, for me personally, why I'm so passionate about this podcast is exactly what you just said, Rishia, because not everyone grows up with a mother like yours. Mm-hmm. Not everyone. And, and whether, and it's not just, you know, maybe it's at home, maybe it's messages they're getting from teachers. Mm-hmm. Not everyone has the greatest teachers. I love, I love teachers. So I'm not, you know, I'm just using oh, yeah. that as example, it might be a bad situation in a church. It might be a bad situation with neighbors or with neighbor kids that are bullies. Yeah. There are so many different things that play into how we develop and, and how we become who we become. And not everyone has that. And so for me personally, I, I see this passion project as a way to empower women where they are right now you are who you are when you come to this podcast and you are welcome. You are accepted. It doesn't matter what mistakes you've made in life. It doesn't matter where you are in your career, whether you're at the height of your career or at the bottom, trying to, trying to figure out what comes next. You are enough as you are right now. Yes. And and I know for me, there was a time in my life when, you know, from the outside looking in, I had all the success. I had three Emmys. I had, you know, I was at the top of my career. I had everything that you could, you know, think that a woman would dream of. And I was on a daily basis reminding myself, actually going through therapy to remember that, that I was enough. And I was telling myself over and over and over, you are enough. 
someone would, would come at me with something and I would just have to like calm myself and say, Julie, you are enough. You are enough. And eventually I got strong enough to the point where I heard myself saying you are enough. And I realized, wait a minute, you are more than enough. So yes. You are more than enough and you are incredible and you are amazing and you are strong and you are confident and all of these things. But I think life just throws us curveballs. And so no matter where you are in your confidence journey, no matter where you are in your life journey, knowing that right now you are enough and that you have a community here that will support you and hold your hand through this, that is one of the most important things I know for me is having that network, having the support and the community. And so we said this very early on in one of our podcasts, if you are missing that community, you're missing that community no more. You have found it in the Think Tank of Three podcast. Preach. <laughs> that is why we are here. That is why we are all so passionate about this, to make sure women feel connected and feel loved and valued just as you are. So one thing we started off with when we first started this podcast, way back in the beginning, and also I always recommend people start listening to episode two. <laughs> <laughs> Never start with one. I refuse to listen to it again. But we learned, we were learning. I think we had this goal at the beginning about creating change. We had this goal about how we wanted to give back. And, and a lot of the goal was about us. But I think at this point, we've really shifted. And less of the podcast is about us, although part of it is us processing and learning. Jules, what would you say the change you'd like to see is with your efforts from Think Tank? You know, I'm glad you mentioned that what we want can change because I think what I want out of this will continue to change. For me, where I am right now, I want every woman who comes to this podcast and, and not just every woman, but every man, we have a lot of men who listen to you. Yep. And it's very important that even though we often speak directly to women, men, we know you're out there. We know you're listening. We love that you're a part of this community. We love that we have you as allies to help us make changes. But I'm going to speak for a moment just to the women. I really want women to feel a place where they are welcome just as they are. And I feel that that change that we want to see in our world, it all starts at home. It all starts with how we act in our own homes, how we act to our neighbors, how that bands out into our communities. I really hope that as we talk about things like imposter syndrome and setting healthy boundaries and making midlife career changes, I really hope that change starts to have this ripple effect in our communities and, and in the people that we're reaching. I think that, you know, maybe it's still the, the little Julie in me that was this advocate for change and this little feminist in the making, but I really do believe that we can be the change that we want to see. And it all starts with us at home. I think that's, that's so well said. I agree with that wholeheartedly. I also feel that place to maybe develop that confidence that you might be struggling to find, no matter what that circumstance is that you came from, even if you came from a solid support system, or you didn't, as Julie mentioned, or, you know, whatever your, your background, every interaction we've had with every human in our lives has had some type of effect on us. Yes. But the thing is, what type of effect did it have and how did it impact us and how we move forward. And so I would love to just make certain, like you said, Julie, that this, this, this safe space for women to come to as they are and be who they are, but at the same time, feel like they can peel away their, that own 
piece that that might be holding them back and no longer fear what that might look like start the outline if you will for themselves about if i were gonna make that change what would that look like how would i do it and the hope is that something some within this podcast presents that worksheet for them to just start figuring out what that next step will look like. Cause I know that that's what this is going to provide for me. And I'm one of the hosts. I'm not there yet. I'm, I'm, I'm going to get there. I'm going to be great when I'm all grown up. Um, <laughs> you are great now. <laughs> I think that that is something that I think is, is, is wonderful about this space and the effort and what I want to see come from this is that ability to take that leap and recognize that even though we're only coming to you through a microphone and then you can reach this through social media and everything else, you've got that support that says, we got your back. Mm-hmm. Keep going, keep fighting and make it known that, you know what, developing that social circle and maybe you don't necessarily have that social circle. So we're your social circle. Yes, absolutely. We've talked about this in the past. What does building a tribe look like and how do you you do it? Who should be in your tribe? One of the greatest successes from this podcast for me has been seeing that tribe of women come together in either just the conversations in our private Facebook group or the comments in social media or even the emails we get from strangers or or the emails we get from guests you know we have guests who come in and say this was so much fun and i learned so much and i love this and i've really taken meaning from this podcast and every time i hear that i'm like it's just our little podcast (laughs) But, but it's not and that's great and i love seeing that i think for me when i look at you know what i want to see in terms of change is in a lot of ways accountability i want us to be to hold ourselves accountable and I want us to hold our community accountable. I want us to stop saying sorry when we're not sorry. <laughs> you guys know this. If anyone ever says sorry, I'm like, we don't say sorry unless we've actually done something wrong and we're trying to repair. We learned Amen. that on episode eight. <laughs> Amen. I want us to know our self-worth. I want us to hold each other accountable. When I say, ugh, I'm having a fat, ugly day. Someone says, it's fine that you feel that way, but like th- those aren't the words we use. That's not how we talk to ourselves. Yes. It's not how we talk to our friends. I want us to hold ourselves accountable with confidence. I want us to walk in knowing, hey, I've accomplished some stuff. I am pretty badass. And most people look at me from the outside who don't know what a mess I am on the inside. And they think she's got it together. Mm-hmm. So why can't I walk into a room knowing I've got it together? Let's hold ourselves accountable to worth, to self-confidence, to not saying sorry when that's not what we need to say. And I think, you know, the only people I'm probably truly like changing that behavior with are you two, because <laughs> I'm not changing with me. But I hope that that's some of the change we see in this community as women. We hold ourselves accountable to be greater than what the expectations for us are. And it's a work in progress, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, I think that's the beauty of all of this is we set the bar pretty damn high for ourselves and for each other. And I think that that's a good thing. You know, it's so cliche to say like when we're, when we're done growing, we're done with life, but it's so true. You know, I once was, was having a, a very heated conversation with someone who was telling me that they were not going to change. I said, you know, I actually feel bad for you that you're even saying those words because I recognize that as a human, <laughs> I need to be open to seeing what I'm doing right and what I'm doing wrong and what needs to change. 
is saying, you know what, like we, we're going to screw up. Mm -hmm. I mean, like, trust me, I'm going to screw up. We're going to say the wrong thing. We're going to do the wrong thing. We're going to make a funny face when we shouldn't. Might be speaking for myself. (laughs) So so hard to try to get it right. Don't get caught up in the perfection. Look, we all know the saying life is messy. It is. And the more, the less you try for this perfection thing, the better off you're going to be, first of all. Accept the feelings that you have. If something has disappointed you, if something didn't go right, we're not here saying, okay, you know, be happy about it. Let it go. It's fine. No. You know, when you feel something, feel it. You know what? You take that day. You be a whole hot red mess of snot and tears and tissues, but don't stay there. Yes. Yes. Don't stay there. Because eventually you're going to have to throw all that tissue out. You're going to have to take a shower because you stink. And you need to, you know, get on up and say, okay, I'm going to put one foot in front of the other and try again or try it a different way or try something different. Or maybe that was your umpteenth time trying something. And that's finally when you said, you know what, I need to let that go and I need to move on over here. So we're not trying to give a Pollyanna feeling about anything, but at the same time, we just need everyone to recognize that this is the place for all of it. Yes. All of it. All of the messy, all of the uncomfortable. If this sounds like you, then you are in the right place. (laughs) This is what our new season of Think Tank of Three podcast is all about. And we have some incredible guests lined up. We have more with Rishia and Audrea and I, and we just could not be more excited about this new season. And so excited, RC, to have you join us. Yes. Thank you. Yes. It's a pleasure. It's a pleasure to be a part of it. I cannot wait for what we're all going to accomplish together. So that is it for us today. Thank you for being a part of the Think Tank of Three. And if you have topics that you'd like us to cover or guests you'd like to hear from, send us a message at thinktankofthree at gmail.com. We blog weekly and we would love to amplify your voices. We'd also love to connect with you on social media. Follow Think Tank of Three on Instagram and Facebook and join our private group on Facebook. That's where we engage with our guests and our entire Think Tank community. And if you liked what you heard in this podcast, share it. Subscribe to Think Tank of Three wherever you listen to podcasts and connect with us online at thinktankofthree.com.